everyone. We're here today for another episode of Brain Cherries, a podcast where we interview experts in innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship. Follow us on social media for additional content on this topic. Today, we are very lucky to have Eliana. Eliana is an entrepreneur, digital strategist, and public speaker. She has experience in the digital advertising and media industry and has worked in great companies such as TikTok, TEDS, and BCG. She has also written three books, including one on successful Italian entrepreneur moms and a book on her journey as a founder of Pink Trotter, an online community of women who love to travel. As you can see, she's an advocate for empowering women in career and life. I was actually lucky enough to work as an intern in her company in 2016 and Eliane has then become an inspiration for me in terms of building a great career around the projects that excite you without having fear for change. Thank you Eliana for being with us today. Thank you Erika and Lucrezia for inviting me and I really love your idea of brain cherries. Great, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for making the time to chat with us. Actually, I wanted to start from your new book. Um, so in your new book, you talk about Pink Trotters, the company that you founded, uh, and then your journey as an entrepreneur. I was curious if you can tell us a little bit more about the story behind how you became an entrepreneur in the first place. Thanks for the question. This book is actually just launched. Actually, we are in co- currently in crowdfunding campaign on bookabook.it. It's a website where readers can decide which books can be published. So at the moment, I'm basically advertising my readers to, to really pre-buy the book in order to make it then published. This book talks about my first entrepreneurial journey. As you said, Pink Trotters is a social network that connects women to travel. And I worked at this uh, first project for four years full time from 2013 till 2017, more or less. And it's been really a game changer experience in my life because I was really not ready for an entrepreneurship um, project. I was totally young, naive and not, not at the right time, let's say, for, for me to be to be prepared for such an important project. However, I, I did it, even if I wasn't ready for it i tried i had some success i also had a lot of failures and in the book i tell everything about how i started i don't come from an entrepreneurial family i never had any example in my family and also in my circle of friends since i was born because i come from a very small city in the center of italy but uh, i was lucky enough to be in contact with a lot of entrepreneurs i was lucky enough to travel to work abroad and to really open up my mind and to really understand how entrepreneurship could be uh, something good for me, at least to, to try. And that's what I did with Pintrotters. It was the first time I was actually in contact with what it means to be an entrepreneur, how difficult it is, especially if you are a young lady in the Italian market, which is everything not at the same level as other countries like UK or, or even US, of course. So in this book, of course, I tell everything about how this journey started and all the difficulties I came across, which were a lot, really too many compared to the ones I expected. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, even if I failed, because I really failed the first time, I'm here again to to start another entrepreneurship project after some years where I went back to work as an employee. I want to leave this message as as first that you can be everything you want in life. You can be an entrepreneur, you can go back to and be again an an employee and you can start again another journey when you're ready for it. So there's no path that you have to follow and that is written for you. You can write your own path and really decide whatever you want to do depending on the time of your life where you are. 
Eliana, um, can you maybe tell us a bit more about what the, what the biggest challenges uh, that you faced were as an entrepreneur and the lessons that you've learned and also maybe what you would do differently in your journey or what you are doing differently now that it's the second time around that you have an experience as an entrepreneur? The challenges I faced were many. Uh, first probably was to find the right co-founder, co-founding team. I actually never succeeded on that. And I think it's the most important thing you have to do when you have such a type of experience. Finding people who are 100% committed as you are and who really want and believe the same as you. I mean, it's, it's absolutely important. Second challenge was to find the right business model. So to find the right way to make money and not only to make revenues, but also to make profit, which is actually what startups a lot of times forget about. And third, of course, to find the right investors, because sometimes you really don't know the people who make money in your venture, and sometimes they are not the right ones. It's not always important to have the right money. It's also important to have the right support and also to the right society around you. In Italy, especially at the time when I, when I started, for a woman to be so young and so alone in such a journey was, was difficult for me to find the right environment around me, which was supporting me. I was very, very alone in this in this journey. And now uh, it's different. I'm definitely older. I'm 37 years old now. I've been working many years and also worked on myself as a person, as a human and as a professional. And definitely this time around it's going to be different because I chose very carefully the people I'm in, in the company with, uh, people I already worked with in the past. We, we trust each other a lot. I know very well the business. I know very well how to make money and how to make profit, as I said. At least I, I think I do, but then of course I have to do it in real life. <laughs> and that's why I feel a bit stronger, definitely, uh, than, than what I was uh, seven years ago. So that's why I am ready to start an entrepreneurial journey again now. That's amazing. And I was actually curious to go back to your past. So you say you don't come from an entrepreneurial family. So I have a question for you. And I think I already know the answer based on what you said. But do you think that entrepreneurs are born or are they made? And what are the most important skills that an entrepreneur should have that you've learned in your journey? I believe that entrepreneurs, of course, are made and, and not born. So everybody can be an entrepreneur. And the skills that you need to have, in my opinion, are for sure vision in general. I mean, you, you need to think big and have faith in yourself and in the business idea that you have. And you have to be very committed to what you want to achieve. I don't want to say never give up because I really don't like this sentence, but you really need to be focused, let's say. Successful entrepreneurs are the ones who do just one thing and they do it well until they really succeed and then they move on to something else. But I, I don't see entrepreneurs who have many hats in different places. It's better to just do one thing and do it good until you reach your own objective. It can be any type of objective, but I mean, set your goals clear in terms of money that you want to make, money that you want to raise and timing and your expected also outcome if you want an exit, for example, in two, three years. It really depends on what are your objectives, but if you have those objectives clear, just stick to them, yeah. Shifting our view towards the book, how was the process of writing and selling the books? Um, and how did you conciliate it with your other activities? 
the book that I'm currently pre-selling on bookabook.it, uh, the book about pin trotters, I actually wrote it in 2019 and it took me one year to do it because it's a very long book. It's almost 300 pages and it really tells everything about pin trotters journey. I actually committed to spend weekends and uh, evening hours to write it. So I was kind of committing four or five hours a week to write it in order to have it ready by the end of the year. But then during the first quarantine last year, I wrote another book and it actually came out out of a coaching process that I did where I found myself stuck in a decision to go back to entrepreneurship, but also become potentially a mom. So I was actually stuck in the idea of how could I be both an entrepreneur again and a mom. And so I wanted to interview women who were both entrepreneurs and moms in the Italian country. I was actually initially doing it just for myself. So just to find answers for my own pleasure. But then I realized that those interviews were so rich of information and inspiration that could serve and inspire also other people that I wrote it and just published by myself on Amazon. I think the process is very easy. Uh, I followed just simple courses online, understood everything that you require in order to write a book, publish it and sell it online on Amazon. And everybody can actually do it. And I simply conciliated writing a book and working by finding timing and being very organized during the week. So I basically committed two, two, two three hours a week to make all the interviews and to, to write the book. And it took me no more than a couple of months to actually start writing it and publish it you can do it <laughs> absolutely actually <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the brain cherries book on, on amazon <laughs> maybe maybe next year <laughs> that's amazing actually, uh, i i wanted to ask you because you have used different methods uh, for publishing books so you're now doing crowdfunding you have done the amazon self-publishing so what are the pros and cons of each method like how you just experimenting it what made you choose to change basically Yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, Self-publishing on Amazon gives you the pros of being very fast. You can write, of course, by yourself. You can publish it and it's a very fast process and you have also bigger margins on your sales. Even if, of course, Amazon takes a part, but you can still earn a very big margin out of the book that you sell, especially if you sell books that are written in black and white. So if you don't have coloring book or colored pages, that, then you have very big margin. So you can make a lot of money out of that. And you can also do advertising on Amazon by yourself and so influence the, the sales process. But on the opposite side, you only have Amazon as a channel or main channel. Even if, of course, I could sell those Amazon books in other channels, at the end, I don't do it because Amazon is the easiest way I can also advertise my books and the easiest way where people can find your book at the end. This time around, I chose crowdfunding because this book is actually the most important book that I wrote so far. And I really wanted it to be distributed more uh, than just Amazon. And in this case, if I reach the objective of pre-selling 200 copies, this publisher, Book a Book, can distribute my book on all the possible libraries offline and online. So, of course, the possibility to be known are much, much bigger. I will make zero money or really much less money. And I will actually see my money in, in two years, <laughs> first time. So it really will okay. take a lot of time. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the cons. However, uh, when you sell a book, at, at least for my own purpose, I don't do it for the money. I do it more for um, for really uh, telling my story and being able to to help other people that could find the same problems and obstacles that I lived in this journey. 
It sounds amazing. Uh, and it must be really exciting to finally publish a book on your journey as an entrepreneur. I think, you know, it's also a very personal story, I'm sure, uh, that you want many, many people to, to read and learn from. So that's fantastic. Actually, regarding your, uh, your past, so you've always been an advocate for empowering women in their life and in their career. So I'm curious to know what are your thoughts about solving for gender inequality, if we can say so, and what are the biggest struggles that women face uh, in general in their work and life? In the book that I wrote about women, moms and entrepreneurs, we actually take this subject very seriously because the most difficult part of a woman's life is when a, a woman becomes a mother, especially in the Italian country. It really, really makes a difference. I mean, when you want to become a mother, basically it's like you have to forget about your career. That's, for me, the, the most important aspect that politics and society should think of uh, regarding women. Because when women become mother, especially during the quarantine, 98% of, of, of the people who lost their job were women. And that's a really big problem. We need to solve that. And that's a gender inequality problem, of course, because men don't uh, support family and everything around children and also grandparents as women do. And that's really difficult for us to be mother, uh, wife, uh, friends and moms and uh, son and everything that we need to be in order to be successful. And I mean, we cannot be, <laughs> as we say, a wonder woman, we, 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 we <laughs> yeah. could, but we, we cannot. It's too difficult. So for me, support women with less expensive solutions while they're working. This is really missing and, and we, we need that. Thank you everyone for listening so far. If you like the episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps. I wanted to, to start the second part of our interview with a question about your career uh, and the fact that you've tried so many different things, right? You tried working in a corporate job, you tried being an entrepreneur, which we are at the moment, and you also wrote books. So you've dealt with a lot of changes and uh, I was interested in knowing what are your tips and what are the tips that you would give to someone who might be considering starting a company? Uh, well, this is something that I always say when I talk to, to young women or, or men who I sometimes have as, as mentees. I have um, this mentorship program that I really dedicate my time to. And this is one of the questions that come often. I mean, how would you suggest to navigate around your career? Well, my, my CV and my career is really original, let's say. It's not usual because I really did many different things. I started in PR in Luxottica in a big corporation which, which sells eyewear and then I moved to finance, corporate finance in a big multinational companies which was selling cigarettes and I really traveled a lot of different countries. Then I really jumped into entrepreneurship and it was totally a digital project so I didn't know anything about digital when I started Pintrotters and I had to learn everything by myself from scratch. And then uh, after Pintrotters when I had to go back to, to be an employee I joined BCG as a consultant and then I, again I moved to a job where I was a salesperson. I did a commercial job for, for three years because in Thieves and TikTok I had a sales profile so I was selling advertising for big companies especially in the field of luxury, fashion and beauty and all, this, all the times that I changed I really learned new things and I challenged myself to really do not think about the prefix path. 
I was really like just curious to also test myself and see what I could learn and what I was good at. Uh, at the moment, when of course I'm 37 years old, so I'm quite experienced, I really understood that selling and being like uh, good in relationships with my clients is really my biggest strength. And that's why I'm building my future career on this strength. But it took me a while to understand which one was my main strength. So I tested different things. So my message is to really do not think about prefixed path, but really try to sell yourself in different things that you wouldn't expect you to be good at. Because maybe you are good at something that you wouldn't expect you could be. And really life will give you a lot of surprises. And I still have to be surprised. I'm sure I still have to find out new things about myself that I haven't discovered so far. So experiment and do not be afraid about changing your path because there is no perfect path and there's no good or bad path. You just have to find your own good path. Um, I was thinking about something that you mentioned previously about how you, you don't come from a family of entrepreneurs and initially you didn't have a lot of support around you from people that maybe did it before you could, could then uh, be of help. And uh, I think this is something that Erika and I also feel like we, we would really like to uh, start something by ourselves, but we didn't grow up in such an entrepreneur environment and I think many people might be in the same situation so I was wondering if you could share with us how you you got out of this situation where you felt you were stuck and you didn't have the support that maybe you needed and uh, where which kind of resources you used to to teach yourself to become an entrepreneur Uh, well, I suffered a lot for this, yes. And actually, in, in the book, I tell everything about how alone I felt during my journey, because it was really hard to find support, to find the right mentors, to find the right people who could really tell me the good things that I should have done. And sometimes the suggestions that I received were totally wrong. And I followed them and I failed also because, because I didn't follow my own way of doing things. So my suggestion would be to uh, build your network around those type of people, people who can basically be for you an inspiration. Don't be afraid to contact them on LinkedIn or on Instagram or wherever you can. Uh, go to events when it will be possible, of course, live events or online events where you can meet other entrepreneurs or investors and try to build connections and try to attend as many events as possible where you can really find other people that are in the same position as you or other people who already did, of course, the, the same kind of experience and did it well or even did it not well. Because, for example, the first time I did Pintrotters, it was unsuccessful on an economic point of view. However, I'm now able to really give a lot of good suggestions to other people not to repeat the same errors that, that I did. Um, you have to be open to really meet new people and also to find those people not necessarily in your own country. They can be also abroad. They can really be your advocate and your mentors to build your future. Actually, I didn't tell the story of how Eliana and, and me met speaking about networking events. We actually met in Vienna at this uh, tech conference. And I, if I remember correctly, we were in the same room attending a conference on women entrepreneurship and technology. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think you're right. When you surround yourself with people that actually don't have the life that you want to have, then you, you cannot remain in the same environment. And then you're not able to really uh, challenge yourself with new ideas. The average of uh, your ideas and, and your 
your objective are coming from the network that you surround yourself with. So really, I love your advice of uh, really try to go out there and find people that you can get inspired from and that you can learn from, even though they're not necessarily the type of people you have grown up with. It's a challenge for anyone, I think in any, in any industry when you start working and, and then you really surround yourself with the same people that do your same job. But if that's not your dream, then you necessarily need to go out of the bubble and really, uh, you know, start reaching to the people that you, you want to become. And it took me a while uh, to find those people because, for example, I had to work at TEEDS to find now the partners I'm starting the new journey, but I didn't have any idea that those people were existing before I joined TEEDS, for example. And then I worked with them for two years. We really known each other very well. And now we're ready to, to start a new journey. But it took me quite a long time, but it, it, it's not a problem. I mean, there's no right or good time. The right time is your time. So for me, hopefully this is, this is going to be the right time. We hope so. And actually talking about this, can you tell us a little bit more about your future entrepreneurial plans? We would be curious to know what it is about, which industry. So you, you said before that it's an agency. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? As I said, I worked at TikTok last year. And um, while I was at TikTok, I was managing all the commercial partnerships with luxury and fashion brands for the Italian market. And while I was at TikTok, I realized how difficult it is for brands nowadays to find the right creative ideas to produce short content and to distribute them. There are a lot of agencies that do a lot of things, but none of them is really focused and vertical on short content videos. And that's why Cosmic, the company I'm currently working with and really starting now in these days, is exactly this one. It's uh, the short form a content universe where uh, companies find creative ideas, find the production, the right creators, and uh, of course the distribution as advertising. So it's going to be a vertical agency on short content. So TikTok basically, but also Reels, Thriller. Now also YouTube is launching YouTube Shorts and Snapchat is launching uh, Snapchat Spotlight. So it's a trend and we're hoping going to ride this trend, make it successful. Amazing and uh, best of luck with that. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a success. Before we close up the interview, could you maybe tell us, I, I know it might be hard to kind of summarize everything in, in just a few words, but could you tell us the number one lesson learned from everything that you've done so far? There is a very long list of lessons learned in the book <laughs> that is currently on crowdfunding, but unfortunately the book is in Italian. So for now, only people who really uh, read Italian can, can understand it. Even if the, the title of the book is in English, it's From Pink to Black and Back, there is a list of 15 lessons actually that I wrote. But the main one is absolutely about people, finding the right people you want to start a journey you want to work with you want to so be surrounded with people are everything everything so that that's what i always repeat it's very difficult to find the right people to be honest and it takes time it takes also your intuition needs to be good because you don't have much time to understand if a person is good or not for you mo mo most of the time you need to trust your your gut feeling you need to test sometimes people but testing is not always enough you really have to be very lucky sometimes but people are the real main game changer in your life and if you find the right people you can do everything 
such a lesson. Yeah, this is this is great to hear. To be honest, it's a, I think it's a common th- trend. It's a it's something that we've heard basically from all the entrepreneurs that we've interviewed so far in the podcast. Uh, if they had to pick a one thing where to really focus on it and makes a difference between being successful and not, is the people. So uh, it's great that you're also doubling down on this and uh, hopefully we'll all be able to create a, an awesome network of people that will uh, bring us success. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you just need one. For example, you ladies, I mean, Lucrezia and Erika, if you find yourself, you work well together, that's already an amazing thing. You already found, I mean, uh, the right partner. So build on that. Do not search for others. If you find yourself good at working together and you find yourself trusting each other, that's already a big achievement. So I wish you good luck for, for, for this project and any other that you will do together in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being with us. It was an absolute pleasure. And we hope we wish you all the best for your future and your next projects. Thanks a lot. And I also wish you all the possible best luck for Brain Cherries and anything else you will achieve in your career and future. Thank you for listening. If you like our content, follow us on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. See you next time.